0: Into the mud, scum queen. My name is Jeff McQueen. This is Film 102.8. Hello, good evening, good afternoon, good morning, and welcome wherever the hell you are. Welcome to Film 102.8. This is a show all about films, presented by a Scotsman who doesn't see very many. But I've seen one this week, I've seen an Australian movie called Animal Kingdom, you might have heard of it. You mean you haven't heard of it? We need to talk, I think. Okay, Animal Kingdom, there's a lot of buzz around this film at the moment, it was uh, an Australian film, it's a kind of gangster epic type thing. Uh, The lassie who plays the matriarch in it got nominated for uh, an Oscar. Remember the Oscars? But don't worry, it's not just me droning on tonight. Later one, I'm
1: going to be talking about
0: Tangled. Child is going to be here to bail me out. We've also got the best film music for you, where you're going to hear songs from Adventureland, from the Royal Tenenbaums, from Pink Flamingos, from Nomeo and Juliet. And if you want to get on your motorcycle, if you want to put on a helmet that has the stars and stripes on the front, then you might enjoy this particular little number. Taking a course from the classic Easy Rider. It's a song called Barnaby Wild by a double act called Step and Wolf. I'm Jeff McQueen, you are listening to film 102.8 here on the Bay 102.8. Hi. Okay, the first one we're going to talk about tonight is a film called Animal Kingdom. This is a movie that was released last year. It's an Australian film. The reason I'm going to do a slightly offbeat, off kilter, not your standard top ten cineplex fair this evening is that I just had a look at the UK box office top ten. Get your ears around this, okay? This is th- these are the the ten most popular movies in Britain this week. Uh, number one, Rango. Johnny Depp is a cartoon lizard. Number two, The Adjustment Bureau. It looks like all the bits of Inception that they threw away. It's basically, and it's even got a title that puts you in mind of a sort of unpopular piece of old-fashioned furniture. Rubbish. Number three is even called Unknown, which is precisely how much I know about it. I think it stars Liam Neeson, and I think they're going with a one-word title so that everybody who saw the one where his kid got nicked and he went and chased uh, that, I think you're supposed to be put in mind of that and then go see that. Number four, Paul. Good, funny people making a bad, terrible film. Number five, The King's Speech. You know, we've all seen The King's Speech. We've all sat through The King's Speech, wondering why exactly we're at The King's Speech. You know, it's the kind of film that even your parents get up off their bottoms, turn off Coronation Street, and they'll go out and see it. Okay, fair enough. We'll give you The King's Speech. Number six, Romeo and Juliet. You know, it's an old story, it's actually called Romeo and Juliet, and it didn't involve gnomes in the original version. Number seven is I Am Number Four, and the numbers have put me off that. Number eight, True Grit, good movie, but again, a remake, number eight, nine, West is West, uninspiring as well. And number ten, Yogi Bear, and I'm not even going to start on that. I'm not even going to put my child through that. You'll be hearing from child later on, because he's going to take you through Tangled, which he realizes is a little out of date nowadays. But hey, it's expensive to go to the movies. Whew. Anyway, so this is Animal Kingdom. Animal Kingdom, uh, like films like Goodfellas or Un um uh it's a film about a young guy who gets involved uh, in a gangster family. It's about a guy called Joshua, who's sort of mainly abbreviated to J throughout the film. And in, in the opening scene of the film, he's sitting on the couch with his mum, and his mum just happens to have died of a heroin overdose. So it's that you know it sets it up nice and easily. <laughs> nice and early, exactly how uh, cheeky charming this film is. And I've got a clip to play you, but I haven't remembered to put it in the system. What a moron, I'll tell you what.
2: I can assure you I mean you no know harm.
0: <laughs> Let's have a tune. <laughs> Tom Petty and the, the Heartbreakers. Refugee, this is taken from Animal Kingdom. I'll be back in a sec. I'm glad Tom Petty was there to bail me out. I found my clip. So if you remember, I was telling you a wee bit about Animal Kingdom. (laughs) So it's a kind of gangster film, and at the start of it, your main protagonist, the main man, the guy who you're going to follow throughout the entire film, this guy Joshua, Jay Cody is sitting on the. the <laughs> he's sitting on his sofa in his living room next to his mummy. He's watching uh, the what appears to be the Australian version of what's that Noel Edmonds thing with the box where you have got to guess what's in the box thing the what's in the box show. <laughs> uh, and uh, so anyway, his mum's a bit dead and she gets carried out and so he goes, uh, he's rescued by his grandmother and moves in with his grandmother and his uncles and they're all badgings.
2: Mum kept me away from her family because she was scared. I didn't realise it at the time but they are all scared. Even no if they didn't show it. I think even Barry Brown was scared, even though he never showed it. Everyone felt safe around Baz. He'd punch your head off if you got in the way. If he was in the middle of an armed robin... nine four. You got between him and the door, he'd put you on the ground and not think twice about it. Morning, baby. But he was good to me, and to everyone else. Oh, juice. <laughs> it's most juicing. Hi, Uncle Darren. Seriously, you gotta stop calling me uncle. Gives me the creeps. Darren was only a couple of years older than me. When we were little kids, he was like my best friend. We used to throw rocks at cars and that. He had a way better BMX than me.
0: Well, he was lucky to have a BMX at all. If you're honest, uh, no. Lenders' <laughs> programs called Deal or No Deal. Just remember that. Uh, don't worry. This uh, program will get a little bit smoother the further we get into this malarkey. Anyway, so that's Jade telling you a little bit about a couple of his uncles. There are four uncles involved. So he moves in with his granny, Janine Smurf Cody, who, uh, played by this actress Jackie Weaver, whose whose character grows. It, she kind of snowballs throughout the entire piece. You know, she starts off being quite a laid back. You know, with kind, she's the kind of granny like yours and my granny. You know, she's all right. Uh, but she she gradually mutates throughout the course of the film. But this guy's four uncles they're all they're all bad to a certain extent in that you know if they were going about their their daily job then that the they're, they're available for arrest you know they're they're operating outside of the law. But they they have hugely different degrees of badness. Um, the ultimate bad guy in the family is is the uncle whose nickname is Pope. And he's the kind of Begbie character. If you remember Francis Begbie from Spot the the movie and the book, he's he's the real bad one. He's he's you know dangerously, you know, mind not quite hooked up correctly. He's that kind of mad. Uh, the second maddest uh, is is Uncle Craig. Good old Uncle Craig who's uh, probably the most successful because he's doing uh, lots of business in the drugs underworld, so uh, people seem to be wanting lots of drugs in Australia, I've never been to Australia, I've no idea why they wouldn't feel that, maybe it would be the possibly you know a lack of cultural pursuits, possibly just all that wide open space makes you feel like you'd want to get a little bit messed up, obviously I couldn't condone that type of behaviour for anybody. And then there's two other uncles the the one Darren who had the 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 better quality BMX who's basically the same age as Joshua and he's a kind of young guy and is slightly innocent and the real nice uncle is uh, a guy uh Uncle Baz who's the, the sort of blonde ruggedy good-looking looks like a a young Chris Christopherson and he's the kind of the hero of the piece he's the sort of nurturing he's the sort of father figure becomes for for Joshua as he's going through this family and then the whole thing just spirals, and this is this is Animal Kingdom. The film's called Animal Kingdom. Animal Kingdom, uh, and the piece is it's all about um, being young and fitting in and feeling, trying to work out where it is in the world you fit in, you know. And I mean that's that's a huge issue for for this guy Joshua, who's sort of eighteen years old, you know, just under. Um, you know, but but in essence, I mean, I'm more than twice that age, and I'm still trying to figure out my place in the world. And so that's why going to see a film like Animal Kingdom kind of makes sense, because you know, in essence, we're all in this in this together. We're all fudging our way through life, not really sure of of where we should be or what we should be doing hopefully none of you are are engaged in massive amounts of criminal activity if you are i would suggest turning yourselves in you know maybe adopting some sort of deity as your savior you know repent you know possibly come judgment day then you'll be (laughs) then you'll be forgiven and everything will be hunky-dory but in the meantime i would suggest you take a five or six seven quid however much it costs you to get in and you go along and you see this movie because this is a seriously good piece of work you know if you've if you've seen Goodfellas, Goodfellas is a is a brilliant film, and this is sort of on a par with it. It's it's the you know it's it's an easy comparison to make because it's about a young man growing up in a gangster family, you know, and and it's kind of like that, and it's kind of like Gun Prophet, uh, the, the French film of of I think the beginning of last year or the year before. Uh, it's got similarities that sort of thing, but the thing about this, it's all about. Joshua, as he's going through through the film, uh, sort of gets involved with the police and and sort of he's gets involved in a sort of good cop bad cop routine. Uh, Guy Pearce, who for my money is one of the finest actors, earning a crust from equity nowadays. Uh, Guy Pearce plays the good cop in this film, and so he's got quite quite a meaty role. But more than that, he has one of the most impressive movie mustaches that I've seen for quite a long time. You know, it's on a par with some of the upper lip wear that, that you can see in True Grit. This is a real Tom Selleck, big, thick, fat, you know, colony of caterpillars on the top lip type moustache. So, you know, sometimes it's the little things that make you want to go and see a film. And I would say maybe, you know, it's worth the the, the money for Guy Pearce's moustache, if nothing else. The movie's in cinemas now. It's called Animal, Animal Kingdom. Jackie Weaver is astonishing. This has been a a top quality year 2010 for Crazy Mothers in Movies. I recommend you see this. I'm giving this uh, film, Animal Kingdom, 8 out of 10. I think you should go along and see it. That's the 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 sound of Shannon. Let the music play. You can hear that one in Adventureland. Starring old What's-His-Face from The Social Network and old uh, What's-Her-Name from the old Twilight, you know, the old vampire. Hang on, I don't fancy vampires, I fancy werewolves. Thingy. Kristen Stewart, I think that's her name. And Jesse Eisenberg? I don't know, who knows. Anyway, you're (laughs) listening to Film 102.8 here on the Bay 102.8. Stick around, still to come in this hour, we're going to be giving away Saw DVDs, brand new ones. And and, uh, there's a sticker on the front that says you get a free pizza. I sincerely hope it's not actually packaged inside the DVD because that would be a horrible sticky mess. And also coming up just after the break, you'll be able to hear a seven-year-old give you an in-depth review of Disney's Tangled. You know what? I don't think that's the right version of this. computer system says it's Gloria Jones' version of Tainted Love. Tainted love, oh, tainted love. It's either my memory, or somebody's put the wrong version in the system here. Oh, oh, yeah, but I remember that song being a lot better. Oh, That's the last time I trust the system. I brought in a version, didn't bother putting it in. I apologise to all you uh, soul boys and soul girls. All you Northern Soul people keeping the faith, oh, harking back to the Wigan Casino and just thinking, hang on, that just sounded mince. So, yeah, two minutes of duff, Gloria Jones. That won't happen again. Hi, my name's Jeff McQueen. You're listening to Film 102.8 here on the Bay 102.8. <laughs>
2: Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Lightning McQueen!
0: That's it. Uh, I'm Jeff McQueen. I have a son. His name is Lucas Vieira McQueen. Sometimes I take him to the cinema, uh, mainly because he bugs me too. Sometimes I f- sort of force him, basically. And then after I've forced him to see a film, then I force him to tell you guys about it. You know, it's all kinds of win just for everybody apart from Lucas. Here's what he thought of Disney's Tangled. Hello, Lucas. Hello. What did we see the last time that we went to the pictures?
1: Tangled.
0: Did you want to go and see Tangled, or did Daddy force you to go and see this silly, girly film?
1: Dad forced me.
2: So, you're being strangely cryptic as you wrap your magic hair around my injured hand. Uh,
1: Sorry. Just don't... Don't freak out.
0: Did you know that Tangled was based on an old fairy story? Yes okay and what fairy story is it based on Rapunzel and what's the story of Rapunzel uh
1: what is the story of Rapunzel Do you not remember it no
0: okay. Rapunzel is the story of uh, a princess oh, yeah who has magical golden hair
1: no in the, in the movie she has magical golden hair
0: but I think in in the the fairy story she has magical golden hair as well doesn't she
1: no I don't think so
0: okay. So, we're at a little bit... At ag- least she does. She does? Yeah. Okay. So, Rapunzel always has magical golden hair. Yeah. Is this... hair? Struggling... Struggling is pointless. Huh? I know why you're here. And I'm not
1: afraid of you. What?
0: Uh, why does she get sent away to a tower?
1: Because she was actually a princess but when she was about like two days a week i mean a week old Mm -hmm. she was taken away by a witch
0: why did the witch take her away can you remember
1: because she wanted her hair because it could make people young all right and it could heal them
0: okay so hair that makes you young hair that makes you healed yeah I think you can get that in Boots of the Chemist.
1: <laughs> who are you? And how did you find me? Ah. Uh-huh. Who are you and how did you find me?
2: <clears throat> I know not who you are, nor how I came to find you. But may I just say? I. How you doing? The name's Flynn Ryder. How's your day going,
0: huh? Okay, so this is a Walt Disney film, Tangled. Do you yeah. like Walt Disney films?
1: Well, I haven't seen much Walt Disney animations. I think the last one I saw before Tangled was Princess and the Frog, maybe.
0: Did you like the Princess and the Frog thing?
1: No, Dad forced me to do it again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, I'll maybe cut that out. <laughs> Uh, so, we went to see Tangled. You've already said it's a bit of a girly film. Have any of the other boys in your class been to see Tangled, or is it just you? Just me. And you don't like to talk about it, really, do you?
1: No. <laughs> you made a bad choice. You think? Yeah.
0: What should I have taken you to see?
1: No, me, oh, and Juliet. Oh. I've heard that it's really, really good.
0: Okay, but we went to see Tangled. So, um who is the main character in Tangled what's the name of the girl with the hair Rapunzel Rapunzel oh
1: and by the way everyone in the story has hair <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know <but laughs> okay so they've all got hair mm. uh, and w- could you remember the name of the the hero in the film uh
1: Flint Lockwood I think
0: Flynn Rider
1: Flynn Rider
0: Flint Lockwood's the guy from Cloudy right. with a Chance and Meatballs isn't it yeah Okay, so Flynn Rider is the dashing hero and he stumbles upon Rapunzel's uh, tower and she gets all freaked out by him. (laughs) Yeah. And then it's basically like a... It's like a a, a kind of buddy film, isn't it? Where lots of films have it where there's one person who... uh, You know, two people meet. They don't like each other at the beginning, but by the end they're in love or whatever.
1: Yeah, that's what happens in Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom.
0: Yeah, exactly. So... There's, this this often happens in film, and but before they fall in love, they have to go through all sorts of yeah, dangerous like, things.
1: Because uh, one saves people. Because because like one of the person saves the other person. Yeah. Because that's what it's like in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom because the girl in it saves Short Round and Indiana Jones from the thing with the spikes.
0: But the girl doesn't fall in love with Short Round in Indiana Jones. No. She falls in love with Indiana Jones?
1: Yeah, okay. but he's with Short Round at that time.
0: Right. Why do you think he's got Short Round? Is this just to give short people a role in a movie?
1: I don't know.
0: Is not Temple of Doom your favourite Indiana Jones film?
1: Uh, I th- thought it was, but now it's The Last Crusade... Yeah? Yeah. Okay, that's... Because I watched it again and it's not very good. I only liked it because Short Round was in it. If they made a fifth one, I think they should put Short Round in it too. Yeah. Because they can't have two Merians and and one Short Round. Short Round was a classic character.
0: (laughs) Okay, I feel like we've wandered a little bit away from Tangled now.
2: Ah, there it is. The Snuggly Duckling.
0: Don't worry, very quaint place, perfect for you. Don't want you scaring and giving up on this whole endeavour now, do we? Well, we saw Tangled in 3D, didn't we? So we got to wear the specs again. Yes. And there was one scene that I thought actually was quite good for 3D. Do you remember the scene?
1: Mm, I don't know.
0: The Do you remember the scene at the end where they all let loose all the, the fancy lanterns and they all flew around? And that was quite nice.
1: Yeah, that was quite nice. Yeah.
0: Okay, so Tangled, uh, we don't really need to say a lot about it, I think. Do you think this is just a film for little girls?
1: Well, it kind of is, but there's a funny horse in it What's called, the f- called Maximus. you are
2: tired from chasing this bad man all over the place? Excuse me? Nobody appreciates you, do they? Do they? Oh, come on. He's a bad
1: horse. Oh, he's nothing but a big sweetheart. Isn't that right, Maximus?
2: You've got to be kidding me.
1: Look, today is kind of the biggest day of my life. And the thing is, I need you not to get him arrested.
0: Just for 24 hours, and then you can chase each other to your heart's content. Okay? I forgot about Maximus. Tell me something that he does. Well,
1: uh, at first, Mm
0: -hmm. Flynn
1: Rider's actually with these two uh, big men. And this part's quite funny because he's escaping and he looks at a wanted sign and he's like, oh no, oh no, oh no. And they're like, and the guys are like, what? And he's like, they just can't get my nose right (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh, Mama, I have got to get me one of these.
0: Ha! OK, Lucas, so I like it when we give score, uh, films a score out of ten. So let's think about Disney's Tangled then and let's give it a score out of ten. With one being the worst film ever and ten being the highest score possible, what, would, what mark would you give Tangled?
1: Double,
0: double, zero. Double, double, zero. So is that four zeros all in a row? Yeah. Like four big fat duck eggs for Tangled. It's just rubbish.
1: Yeah. And basically, Dad always makes me watch girly films.
0: Lucas, thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing quite like uh, forcing, <laughs> forcing a child to uh, go see a film they don't want to see and then forcing them to talk about it at great length on the radio. Well, he, he'd rather go see Nomeo and Juliet. You know, the music in actually not too bad. It's schmaltzy Disney fare, uh, but the music in Nomeo and Juliet is Elton John, so there's only going to be one winner there. John, from Nomeo and Juliet, and from a key scene in Cameron Cruz, Cameron Cruz, Cameron Cruz, almost famous, Tiny Dancer, you know that Elton and David are going to be uh, cranking that up on some kind of tiny yet incredibly expensive dance set. Uh, in one of their many living rooms in about a year and a half, as soon as uh, their child starts toddling around doing a little dance, it's going to be absolutely (laughs) Uh sick-making. but uh, yes, I digress. You're listening to Film 102.8 here on the Bay 102.8. This has been an awkward and uncomfortable hour of listening for you. You can extend that by hanging on because after the break, I'm going to be giving away Saw, the final chapter on DVD. So to go with your hour of awkward listening, you can have an hour and a half of awkward, tense viewing. Stick around. <coughs> You do not hear that one on the radio often enough. That's the sound of the Nighthawks, that's a song called Chicken Grabber which is taken from John Waters' entirely awesome Pink Flamingos uh, which is a film for those of you who have uh, a strong stomach and linking seamlessly into that. uh, In this final part of Film 102.8 for this week we're going to be uh, talking about the Saw films and uh, so to get you all excited about the fact we've got some DVDs to give away here's a little featurette.
2: You can't hide, you haven't seen anything yet. All of my work has been leading to this. Help
0: us! It's a record-breaking series that has defined a genre, and now Saw, the final chapter, brings Jigsaw's brutal legacy to a chilling conclusion with some familiar faces.
2: One of the elements that Saw fans have always wondered about, what happened to Dr. Gordon in Saw 1? This being the last in the series, it would be nice to bookend it with answering that question. I think they save the best till last. Obviously, the 3D effect lends itself particularly well to the graphic nature of this film.
0: Starring Tobin Bell and Carrie Elwes, the DVD and eye-popping 3D Blu-ray include filmmakers' commentaries, deleted and extended scenes, as well as an extended special feature entitled 52 Ways to Die.
2: It's one of the more harrowing experiences that the fans are going to get uh, from any Saw film. I want
0: to so, with the Saw phenomenon at an end... How does Dr. Gordon actor Kerry Elwes account for its global success?
2: The filmmakers never spoke down to the audience, and I think that's why it has such an incredible longevity, and I think that's why the fans started up all these incredible websites and bloggers and what have you. They really were fascinated by the attention to detail.
0: It all ends here for Saw. The game is over. Don't miss the final chapter. So that's the Saw movies. Now what you want to do, I'm going to play a tune while you go and grab a pen and paper, and then after this next track you can win one of two Saw DVDs. And please don't have nightmares. Toots and the metals Pressure Drop. From Sean Meadows. Shane Meadows even. Uh, this is England. Fantastic film. Uh, that's uh, Yeah, Toots and the Maytals. Pressure Drop. I think that song's actually better when it goes at a steady pace all the way through. I know there's a temptation like Specials did to speed the bugger up and keep it going, but no, I think that's fine as it is. Okay, I played you the soft thing just a couple of minutes ago, but now you want to get your hands on one of these. That's live DVDs right here in the studio with me. They've even got that fancy holographic front thing on there. Okay, so you want to get your hands on Saw, the final chapter, because, let's face it, you're lazy, you couldn't be bothered going to the cinema to see it, and you're kind of scared of the Saw films, so you'd rather watch them in the comfort of your own house so you can always put on a light or nip to the toilet if things get too tense. That's fine. We have a new email address here on this show. Our email address is... Got a pen, got a piece of paper. Even if you want to do that thing where you write it on the back of your hand, that's all fine. Our email address is now film1028 at thebayradio.com That's film1028 at thebayradio.com If you want to get your hands on one of these Saw DVD things, just email us and let us know how many Saw films have there been. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy, in a week that had pancake day, I'm topical until I die. My name is Jeff McQueen. You've been listening to Film 102.8 here on The Bay 102.8. We're here every Thursday at 9 o'clock. If you miss it, then you can tune in every Sunday at 4 o'clock So we do the same thing again, breath for breath. It's basically a repeat, but I don't like saying that. Next week, I'm going to be re- 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 reviewing the best film I saw at the London Film Festival last year. It's a thing called Archipelago by a lady called Joanne Hogg. It's Aces, so I'm looking forward to telling you about that. But in the meantime, I'm going to leave you with a tune taken from... Uh, <laughs> The Royal Tenenbaums. Enjoy it. See you next week.